Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about why you're not seeing weight loss results and what you can do about it. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everyone. My name is Kate Freeman, and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun fact about me is that I actually started my nutrition career in a weight loss center. And it was a center that had a little gym as part of it, as well as an eating program. And so that happened when I was 20 years old. I got that job fresh out of my undergraduate degree in nutrition. And so being 37 years old currently, I have officially been helping people with weight loss on and off over the years for 17 years now. And so have been working in nutrition for the most part of that, helping people lose weight. And so over those years, I have seen a lot of fad diets come and go, most of them just the same old woo, just with some fresh branding and a celebrity or chef in front of them. I've also seen a lot of frustrated people because they're not getting the results that they're after. And so what I want to chat through in these next two episodes, it's a two-part series, is the main reasons why you're not seeing weight loss results. And then just talk through what you can do about it. Weight loss is a combination of implementing good nutrition principles consistently. So any kind of weight loss program So long as the key principles are in place, namely an energy deficit that's sustainable for you um, and a level of diet quality. So long as those two things are in place and you're able to consistently stick to it, all weight loss programs will work. And so when you're not seeing results, sometimes that's an awareness issue. It's a mindset issue. It's that you're not measuring the right thing. There's a lot of stuff that goes on both socially, mentally, emotionally, physically in your body. And so I want to chat through some of the key reasons why it might be eluding you. And so, you know, if you've ever spent a day or a week trying to make good food choices and exercising, right? And then you jump on the scales and see no change at all, how frustrating and demoralizing that is. And so research has shown that getting results is motivating and helps people continue down the path of continuing to make the food choices appropriate to get results you know, the weight loss results are there after. However, if you're not getting results, there's a number of reasons why. So I want to talk through that so you don't give up because I've met so many people who after, a, you know, a weekend of healthy eating or a week of healthy eating, don't see the shift on the scales and they're like, this is not working. You know, your nutrition advice is not very good. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. There's a number of things that are going on here before you make that decision. So don't throw in the towel, 
right? What's the point of throwing in the towel when you haven't even actually given it a good crack? So the first reason why you're not seeing results is a funny one, but bear with me on this one. It's because you're weighing yourself too regularly. So one of the challenges with your body weight is that it's not just a measure of your fat stores. It's not a simple equation. The measure of your weight at any given moment when you jump on those scales naked, right, is the the sum of your muscle, your fat, your bones, your fluid, minerals, water, urine, poo, food in your gastrointestinal tract. And all these things can change quite a bit and also be independent of what we're eating and how we're exercising. And so in order to achieve true fat loss, it actually takes weeks of creating a significant and consistent energy deficit to use that stored fat as fuel. And so you're not actually likely to see that change in body fat on your scales after a day or even after a week. So definitely do not use that as a key motivator of whether you're going to keep going or not, because it could be the the food choices that you're making and the exercise that you're doing could absolutely be working, but you just haven't given it enough time to show on the scales, but you give up or it causes you to have a day where you think stuff it and then you eat everything, which of course, then you're definitely not going to get results if you throw in the towel and you know, change your food choices to one that's high in energy density, right? And then you're no longer creating that deficit. So if you are getting on the scales every day or even once a week, sometimes this can give you a false impression of what your true body composition is doing. And what's worse is if the number on that scales, like I said, affects your food and exercise choices or how you feel about your choices, it's actually going to be doing you more harm than good. So for example, you might eat lots of whole foods, right? In a reasonable energy deficit for a day, you feel really proud of your choices. Then you jump on the scales the next morning and your weight hasn't changed or it's even gone up a little bit, a couple of hundred grams. You might then question all those choices you did yesterday, start beating yourself up. um, And that might cause you to either be one more restrictive, which is often backfires in your overeating later on, or you just give up and you start overeating anyway. And so this behavior is then not helpful if you want to achieve a healthy long-term relationship with food and a healthy long-term relationship with your body. So how do we then create a more accurate and objective measure? Because there's actually nothing wrong with weighing yourself, but you want to do it in a way that's helpful, not unhelpful, like you know I just illustrated. So there are sort of two key ways that you can use the scales. The first one is if you're going to weigh yourself every day, then um, is it to track that data to calculate an average for the week and know that daily fluctuations is absolutely normal. And so long as over the weeks and months, the trend is in the downward direction, then the day-to-day fluctuations of sometimes it going up, sometimes it going down, shouldn't bother you because you know that it's the overall picture that's the most important thing. If you can't cope with the daily fluctuations of your weight going up and down, then I would suggest that daily weighing is not an appropriate way to track your progress. 
if you're able to objectively look at the trend of your weight over time and see that it's trending in a downwards direction as you weigh yourself daily, then it's, it's a great tool that you can use to monitor your progress. The second thing is avoid weighing yourself at all and use a body composition scan to track your progress. Now, I actually have two of these body composition scanners, one at each of my clinics down in Canberra. And we love using this for our clients. And we actually tell our clients to get off the scales and do a body composition scan because these scans can actually track your actual fat mass. And it's the losses in your fat mass that we want to track over time, not anything else. We who cares if your water levels are going up and down, right? It's it's your fat mass that we want to see. And so doing a body scan every eight to 12 weeks is a great way of tracking that. Get off the scales, focus your efforts and energy on, on doing the small daily behaviors that help you be healthy um, and, the, and the weight loss will come. And basically the aim of both of these two methods is to take the power away from that individual number and letting that little number like literally dictate to you how you should be feeling. And so rather than weighing yourself on a given day and seeing that as the result, right, and it then affecting whether you have a good or a bad day, take the average over a week or a month, see the fluctuations as normal and inconsequential over time. Your weight is on any given day becomes less important than the trend of your weight over several weeks and months. So if that's not okay, then definitely find an in-body scan. If you're in Canberra, you can come to my clinics. But if you're Australia-wide, go to inbody.net and you can find a scanner near you. And that's a great way to track your progress. And that way, you know, you're getting off the scales as a regular part of your life. Do the body composition scan. Then spend the next two months just focusing on small daily habits um, and then come back and check later on. The next um, reason why you're not seeing weight loss results. Now, this is going to sound a little bit confusing after I've just talked about deficits and things like that, but is that you're eating too little. So stay with me because this is one of the confusing messages around nutrition. You've got people that are like, you have to eat less. An energy deficit is where it's at. And then you've got you're eating too little, right? And that's why you're not losing weight. And people are like, well, what is it? What is it? So one of the most common stumbling blocks that we see when it comes to weight loss is actually people who are being way too restrictive and they're giving themselves way too little to eat. And so while that often comes with good intentions, right, to have a small breakfast and a small lunch and, you know, maybe no snacks or very small snacks, is that then people leave themselves in a position where they're tired, stressed and super hungry by the end of the day, which can then lead us to sometimes knowingly, but also unknowingly then over-consuming energy from food and drinks at the end of the day, which then completely eradicates that energy deficit that we need for weight loss. And I have can't tell you how many people that I've met over the years who are doing this. They start off super restrictive only to find themselves not portion controlling, snacking excessively um, at dinner and at night after dinner or in the afternoon and just feeling out of control with their food choices. And it's this inconsistency that means there's no energy deficit, they can't lose weight. Now, the other consequence of eating too little is then the risk of low energy availability. Now, I've talked about low energy availability in more detail in the episode on Red S, which is 
relative energy deficiency in sport, which is something that occurs in athletes who are under eating. And essentially low energy availability is the process by which your body is trying to protect you from running out of fuel. So as you create an energy deficit, we actually are essentially putting our body into a state of stress. The human body hasn't evolved to lose weight. It doesn't want to lose weight. In fact, it's evolved to store weight in a case of famine and then make sure that, you know, we're not going to die. So if you've restricted your energy intake for a long period of time, essentially your body starts to adapt and just to the point where it only needs what you were giving it to run. And so it becomes super efficient so it can conserve energy and prevent you from losing your fat stores. As a result, even though you are only eating very little, you may not actually be seeing weight change. It's pretty amazing that the body can actually do this. It's trying to protect you. But when you have a weight loss goal, it can be super frustrating. So because of these risks of inconsistency or low energy availability, we actually teach in our clinics a more moderate approach to weight loss and the creation of the energy deficit. It's generally, in our opinion and our experience, counterproductive to restrict your intake too much. So to lose weight, you need to make sure that you're getting enough to eat to manage your appetite and allow your body to function well whilst you're still creating a deficit. So it's the balance that's important. We can't take either extreme. And that's where seeing a dietitian or a nutritionist can help because you can have that individualized to you. So I'm going to cover the next three reasons why you're not losing weight in the next episode, but I just want to talk through a new product at my healthy eating clinics that actually can be done Australia-wide online via telehealth or video sessions, but also in-house at our clinics. And that's our 12-week weight loss program. So it's actually a one-on-one experience with a dietitian. It helps you make realistic and sustainable changes to your diet and get results without restrictive eating practices. So we're going to teach you how to eat and we're going to teach you how to eat a decent amount of food whilst also creating a deficit, all individualized to your food preferences and essentially give you the skills to not only get results, but then maintain your weight loss. So it's a program that you can't do anywhere else in Australia. It's super unique to us. So I'm going to pop the link to that in the show notes if you're interested in taking part. Our second round is open currently. We only have about 10 places um, because that's all we can handle at any one time. So definitely get in quick for that. Otherwise, have a a fantastic, a fantastic day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My Healthy Eating Program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. 
Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>